Uh, we have an update. Uh, this has kind of been uh, a story that I've been talking about for the past week or so. Uh, this comes from the New York Post by Samuel Chamberlain. The Chicago mayor actually reached out to Joe Biden just today for help. Yeah. <laughs> What does she need help from? There is no crime increase in Chicago, right? Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> and this is, uh, it's funny you say that, but this is what she said just the other day. Is that we're actually seeing a decline in homicides and shootings. Yes, sir. You, you, no, sir. Okay. No, 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 no. Let him, let him ask his follow-up question. So he anyway, uh, so she went on to say uh, that murder's going down, Tom. Right. Shootings right. are going down. Shootings, Tom. violent crime, everything is going down in Chicago. Their yeah. their anti police uh, policies are absolutely working, <laughs> and it right. is the city of angels. It is the new Los Angeles, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, then the Fourth of July weekend happened, right? And uh, over now, I think a, I think a total of one hundred and seven people. There's a difference depending on which article you read, but uh, about uh, over well over a hundred people, Tom, were shot, right? In the three-day weekend. And 19, uh, I think the, the death numbers are still climbing. The last I heard, 19 were dead, including children. Yeah, children, um, two cops. Right, children, cops. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a sad situation for her to sit there, number one, deny it, and then get angry at the reporter for even asking the question. <laughs> you know, telling him he needs to get his facts straight. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, well, because she's accustomed to having, you know, the Democratic shills. In the right. Room. You know, the people that just push the narrative, believe the narrative, and uh, they don't question her. Right. You know? Now, if Trump's in front of the, uh, you know, if Trump's up there, they all, the man, they go after, you know, Trump or any conservative. Oh, like absolutely. A, you know, like a, a school of piranha. Right. But when she's up there. Now, any, when, you know. when any Democrat is behind that podium, the, the, trust, the, the, the press just kowtows to him. It's just such a sick double standard in the way they treat, you know, the, the difference between conservatives and, you know, the liberals. Right. You know, and they just protect them at, to no end. It's unbelievable. You know, even just, uh, I think I posted about this the other day. Yes, I had had a few drinks. Um, you know, <laughs> my, my filter, you know, I already don't have much of a filter, but when I have a few drinks in me, obviously the filter goes away even further. Right, right, um, right. I was going through my, my news feed on, on Google, and I realized there was one article throughout the whole thing about president biden one article one article came up throughout the entire thing and i you know I, I would even like to challenge that now you know if you have your google phone or your whatever your google thing is you know just bring up your news feed see how many actual articles are about biden himself was it and about him eating that, ice cream or what was it about it was something stupid <laughs> like that yes yeah his double scoop of chocolate chip or whatever he likes but then you, you just think about you know even just seven months ago when Trump was in office, anytime you open your news feed, oh, yeah. every news article was about something President Trump said, did, is trying to do throughout the last four years. That's all we saw was just Trump, 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 Trump. Yeah. In fact, I, there's probably more articles today about Trump than there are about Biden still. E exactly. About yeah. him coming out and having his press conference and announcing that he's going to be suing uh, all the, uh, the big tech, the big three. So that's right. You know, and uh, just it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But yeah, did you see the video of Biden ordering the ice cream? Yes, yes. And, and then fumbling through one single question. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, the one where he's like, uh, 
I think it was the one where he ordered a double scoop and he was like, uh, 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 cookies and cream and. And, well, uh, angry's already correcting uh, me. He says it's Rocky Road. I got to get that right. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, he didn't know what to like pick for the second scoop. And and uh, he was like dazed and confused. And he's like, uh, this, this strawberry. Like he's like just just ordering a cone. Right. Is, is work for him. And anytime you see him on video in, in that type of atmosphere, even when they're just trying to catch him in candid moments and, you know, show him in this, you know, this great light, you know, he's very carefree. His eyes are completely ghosted. Yeah. It, it, it looks like he either just woke up from a nap or he's ready to take a nap, like right in that deep sleep zone. <laughs> he is so out of it. I just can't <laughs> understand how this is our commander in chief. They were having a great conversation uh, today. I don't know where it was. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think it was on the radio, but they were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, Trump came out today and he was very orange. Mm. Oh, it was on uh, Tim cast. I don't know if you ever <laughs> no, listened I... to Tim, Tim cast. Uh, but, uh, you know, and the one guy was like, look, look, he might be orange, but it's better than that. Like pasty white that Biden, yeah. he looks like the crypt keeper, right? You know, exactly. so it's like <laughs> Trump knew it. Trump knew, and he didn't have time to lay out by the pole and get a real tan. So he had to go into the spray, you know, the spray, but, but it was, you know, even the orange was a hell of a lot better than what Biden looks like with all the liver spots on his forehead. Oh yeah. It, it's, he looks like the crypt keeper. It, he it's does. horrible. Yeah. I feel he like looks I'm terrible. feel like I'm back in the eighties, you know, with the tales from the crypts and, you know, getting <laughs> my, getting my new policies from that guy. Oh my God. He's, he looks so bad. And it's, it looks like just for him, like I said, just trying to order an ice cream cone is a task. Right. He's like, ah, strawberry. I, I don't know. Whatever. You know, he's like, whatever. Uh, dude, just, I guess his handlers forgot to tell him what to order, right? Or they told or, him and forgot. Yeah, they gave him too much time between the limo and ordering. You know, there was right. there was five minutes he, in between. He had too he much didn't time. Have it hiding for- in his pocket to pick out real quick and figure out what he was supposed to say. Uh, Mickey Kentucky, I agree. She says, "I want the orange man back." Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't we all? See, I got my I even got my shirt on today. I'll take the orange man and mean tweets any day that's right <laughs> yeah if we can have some sort of sanity in this country but uh anyway so uh president biden was met uh at o'hare international airport wednesday by, uh, by chicago mayor Lori lightfoot following a deadly independence day weekend in the windy city now uh just if you're watching this i'm a little bit aloof today three and a half hours in the dentist chair well, that's always a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if everything was going to wear off by the time the show started, but I'm starting to feel pretty good. Uh, the president was greeted by Lightfoot and Illinois Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker as he arrived in Chicago, but he didn't focus uh, much time on the more than 100 shootings over the holiday as it was just a quick stop for him en route to the suburban McHenry County for an event touting his Build Back Better initiative. Right. Yeah, whatever. No. But anyway, they did talk about the fact that they are going to be bringing in. Let me see if I can find it. But they want to do a task force. And the task force, I think they're going to send this national task force into several different cities, like four cities, I think, uh, New York City and uh, Chicago. And they're going to go in there to determine you know, what's causing the gun problems. Right. That's pretty scary. Yeah. 
We already know that they're expanding the Capitol Police. I don't know if you heard about that, Tom, mm -hmm. while you were out, but the Capitol Police, they now have uh, a group in Florida and I think one other place. I'm not sure where it is. Really? Okay. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it's out of state. So the, so Nancy Pelosi sent the Capitol Police into other states. That's ridiculous. They have absolutely no jurisdiction. None whatsoever. And did you see Saki the other day during the uh, the press conference sitting there trying to completely flip the script, the script and saying that the the liberals are the ones that are wanting to give funding to the police departments and conservatives are the ones that want to defund the police departments. <laughs> she earned three Pinocchios, by the way, right from the Washington Post. Yeah, it's I think they must have been <laughs> they must have ran out of Pinocchios because I think you can get up to five Pinocchios. Yeah, that, that one should have been just off the charts. That should have been yeah. off the Where, Where's the fact checkers on that one? Huh? That's exactly they were right. all over Trump 24 seven. Where's the fact checkers for that? <laughs> Black Spring without in the room how you doing black spring i hope you're doing well i'm glad you're here uh that's right someone was saying they hated the dentist oh that's mickey from kentucky yeah yeah <laughs> i i suck at the dentist i really do i'm just not good at the dentist i go like into this uh weird comatose state uh, like or a state of euphoria about an hour beforehand right and uh then <clears throat> when i'm in the waiting room i gotta do everything i can to like pretend i'm not there and then, <laughs> and then when i actually get to the dentist chair i break out into a cold sweat and uh the lady today she says okay so this novocaine we're going to give you this this numbing agent she said or whatever she called it she said it may cause your heart rate to go up and may cause you to have anxiety I'm sorry. I said it's a freaking dentist. Like, <laughs> like you don't have enough already. Yeah. Like of all places, that's where you're going to get my anxiety up through the room. Are you freaking? I said, you need to start handing out edibles or let us like smoke like a fat one in the back. Room before. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be giving me something that's going to make it worse. Well, it yeah. is legal here in Arizona. Now, John, you could have just stepped outside and gone and puffed your way to happiness. <laughs> Maybe I ought to do that. Yeah, maybe I ought to think about it. now that it is legal, right? I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, let's see. I was trying to find information. I thought it was in this article about um, about that uh, sending in that task force. But anyway, uh, I'll have that information on my next show. But yeah, they want to do a task force in four major cities. They're going to send this, and that's pretty scary. Right. And I mean, they're already just by his statement that, you know, they're going to go in to figure out why the gun problem is so bad. Right. They're going. You already know which direction they're going. It's not the gun problem. It's the people problem. It is the people problem. And it's it's a lack of police problem, too. Right. Uh, because they pulled the police. They're pulling. You know, they've limited the amount of police that go into these inner cities. They're letting gangs run rampant. And and then they they come out and they do media reports and say there's not a problem. Right. It's insanity. It is truly. And and anybody that that knows, I mean, that, that can pay attention. Uh, the Joker said, what states? Um, New York City is one for the task force. Chicago is the other. I would assume L.A. and maybe Atlanta. Not 100 percent on that. Uh, let's see. Angry conservative says, John and Tom, did you hear the press conference of Cuomo either today or yesterday? I hadn't. Um, I saw the headline on it. I didn't get a chance to actually read the article yet, but, uh, if it's the one that he's talking about, basically 
uh, actually angry. Uh, remind me on what he's trying to blame the gun problem on something absolutely ludicrous. And again, blaming the guns, but I can't remember what it was. It was just something that you just go, Oh my God, what, what craziness are we living in? Wow. So angry. If you can, um, uh, you know, just give us the headline on that one. Remind me what he's trying to blame the gun problem on. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, Jennifer says, uh, in a way, good things, uh, good thing they are limiting the police. They shouldn't be at risk. But then again, if they're not there, yeah, exactly. That's what we call a conundrum, right? right. That's a conundrum. Well, uh, today's topic wasn't really about that, but it was just an update. I wanted to, I wanted to give an update on Lori Lightfoot and what a complete uh, hip. Uh, hypocrite <laughs> hypocrite that's the word i was looking for hypocrite she's a she treasure john oh, she's man. a treasure she <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> uh somebody said that she was upset because when she met with with uh, biden today uh-huh. biden referred to her as benson and said i'm looking forward <laughs> to meeting your governor <laughs> Well, I said before the show, I think it's so funny. She refuses to talk to a white reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the second she has an issue, she's going to go ask an old white guy for help. Yeah, why you is know? it? That's a, I mean, that's a great question. Why is it that the liberals, they all want these people of color promoted, but then when it comes to electing a president this time around, they had choices. Right. They didn't have to go with the old white guy. Right, exactly. Well, uh, now, if we want to think about it, again, they didn't go for the old white guy. They went for the supposedly African-American chick. They just used the old white guy as the headpiece mm. for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, I think they, they took a poll, actually, and I, I'm going to get to our tonight's topic, but they they took a poll and um, they were saying that like 38% of the Democrats think Biden is not capable of being president. Right. And naturally, like 78 or 82 percent of Republicans felt that way. Mm. Uh, but that's a high percentage. Yeah, of Democrats. his poll numbers are actually very low right now. But when they report the poll numbers, they're going to report on one category of the poll numbers. Like they think he's doing great. And, you know, on the pandemic, everybody thinks he's doing yeah, great. Yeah, even yeah. Though he's being What's he done? Nothing. Not they're going to start knocking thing. on our doors. Did you hear that? Yes. One? Yes, I did hear that one. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, that's not going to go over well. I promise you that's not going to go over well. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, um, so my point is that because they're coming out and they're saying that these polls, you know, that, uh, even 38% or 32% of the Democrats, whatever it was in the thirties, uh, they don't, they don't feel that, uh, he's capable of doing his job. Mm-hmm. I really, man, I'm feeling like the Nancy and uh, Kamala Harris are going to enact the 25th yeah. before this election period. It has to be done. Right. Because they're going to lose the House. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly, I think it's too late in this election period. I think if they pull him now, it's basically going to get a big black mark on the Democratic Party. Oh. Um, say, hey, well, we pulled our own president. Do we trust the Democratic Party anymore? He, you know, he received the most votes ever in an election, supposedly, you know, but they're going to pull him because they don't think he's uh, cognitive. So I don't think they can do it before the election. That's I a really good point. Don't. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Maybe he'll step down. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll step down. Well, he did say, you know, even during the uh, campaign that if he and Kamala got in a, a, got in a headbutt, you know, and they couldn't agree on something, he would fake an illness and step down. I just like. Who voted for this guy? <laughs> I don't know. 
he he can't even order an ice cream cone without getting confused. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, so the the uh, the topic of tonight, and uh, if you saw the uh, the whatever it is the I don't know whatever it's called the YouTube banner or whatever, uh, basically that uh, I'm having a rough day, Tom. Come on, <laughs> catch up here, John. Take your time, John. Uh, that's right. Take your time. You this, got this. Anyway, this is an article from the the Federalist. It was written by Kylie Zimple. Her headline says the left wants you to believe the Bible is white supremacist so they can force evolution down your throat. And evolution is all part of socialism, Mm -hmm. right? We know that there's no room for the Bible in a socialist or fascist country. Mm -hmm. We know that Uh, in the past, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time. And in the past, uh, I've been told that one of the arguments from the left was that Jesus was actually a socialist. If you actually read the Bible, <laughs> Jesus was a socialist. He wanted everybody to have basically the same. He thing. was a humanitarian. He did not want people <laughs> to suffer. There's a big difference. Yeah. I mean, even as a conservative, we don't want people to suffer. No. But we do believe if you work harder than the next, then right. you deserve a little bit more. But that doesn't mean you completely forget about the little guy no, and not help not. bring them up. That's exactly right. And we also know that capitalism compared to any other uh, ism out there and, you know, any other economic ism that the least amount of suffering occurs under capitalism. Absolutely. And the people that actually suffer in this country, as far as wealth is concerned, probably are still in the top one, two percent of the world's wealthiest people. Oh, yeah. That's why they if call you, it first world problems. Exactly. You know, these people are bitching about how horrible their lives are, but yet they're getting free six, $800, you know, iPhones and they're, they're living off of, you know, $1,200 a month or something like that. Welfare, you know, when our elderly are not even getting that the people who actually paid into the welfare system to be able to retire, they're not making as much as these people on unemployment right now. Right. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, so that was their first argument and what they've been trying to do is they've been trying to justify, uh, that Christianity is actually on their side, right? right? So they said Jesus was a socialist and then maybe this even happened before then, um, this is progressive Christianity, but even before Jesus was a, uh, a socialist, they always tried to make the argument that Jesus was a black guy, mm-hmm. right? I don't care. Don't care if he's black, white, I don't Middle care. Eastern. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because my Bible doesn't have pictures in it. Right. I don't see any photographs of Jesus. Yeah. I don't care. I care about what Jesus, who he is and what he stood for. Exactly. That's it. So that argument didn't win. The socialist thing didn't win. So now, now what they're doing is now they're trying to teach that uh, the Bible because they can't convert the evangelicals. Mm-hmm. They tried. Right. They've tried many, many times. They've tried uh, to, you know, change uh, like Jeremiah Wright and his Christianity. You know, they, they've they just they've tried to do everything to bring the evangelical or the Christian to the left, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. So they've just given up now. And uh, now they say that the Bible is uh, white supremacist. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now they're, they're going to try to scare kids away from it, which it, it could potentially work if we don't continue to educate our kids. Right. Uh, 
Uh, but the article, she goes on to say, denial of evolution is a form of white supremacy. That's uh, scientific Americans, not so subtle way of saying this synonymous phrase, the Bible is racist. Right. So let me stop right there with yeah. the uh, the evolution aspect of it, because I do believe that science and Christianity can get intermingle. Science and religion can intermingle. I, I don't really think nobody believes or nobody is completely, completely anti-evolution. We know the human body is still evolving to this day. You know, there are certain organs that are getting smaller and smaller. They believe that they're going to be gone away. What we don't believe in is that we came from monkeys and that every life on this planet came from one single celled organism, but somehow split into these thousands upon thousands of different animals. Right. You know, this is what's hard to believe. You know, we do believe that, you know, humans were created in God's image. That's right. And not from evolution, although evolution is still there. We we are still evolving. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, uh yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, if you believe, you know, Adam was the first man and, and Eve, excuse me, was the first woman. I don't know. I don't know what their organs were like compared to ours. Mm -hmm. I don't know that, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe it isn't. I mean, obviously we can live without a gallbladder. Mm -hmm. They take them out all the time, right? you know, but we can't live without a heart. We right. can't live without lungs. We can't, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe, maybe human beings do evolve. Uh, some people would argue, you know, like we see, like um, we're seeing athletes like we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just a, if that's medically induced or the type of exercising that they're going through. And it's not really um, genetic, if you will. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I think the point is, I, I think you separated. I don't think we came from a single celled amoeba. Right an organism. And right. then if you ask that, I mean, then you got to ask, well, how did that single celled organism begin? How did right. that life happen? Right. And then that's a question that nobody in the evolution side of things can answer. Right. Well, they, they do have some theories. And again, everything is scientific theory. Nobody's ever going to come to you and say, well, this is a, no scientist is going to come to you and say, this is a scientific fact. Everything is scientific theory. Yeah, of okay? course. So those people that you know, can't answer the question of where did the single cell organism come from? Some, some believe it was a, a comet or meteorite or something like that, that because we have found single cell organisms on Mars. And yeah. Stuff but like that, that just moves the argument, right? Right. So what created the life on that? On exactly. That? And see, that's again, where I, yeah. I do believe that science and Christianity uh, it can live together. You know, we believe that life began on this earth, right? Mm -hmm. But we also believe that God is the creator of the entire universe. Does that is that to say that all life started here on earth, just human life started here on earth? Could life have come from another of his creations out in the universe? I don't you know. know. I, I believe I believe they can live together, and none of us are ever gonna know the the true answer. Until we face him in the afterlife. Right, right, right. And all we can go by is what what the word of God says. If you're exactly. if you're a Christian person, then you've got to rely on the word of God. Right. Right. And uh, you know, there was a time where science and Christianity were in the same arena mm -hmm. because the scientists were God believing people. Right. And then somewhere along the line, it became uncool and like somehow you couldn't be a Christian and you couldn't, you know, at the same time is believe in any science, right? which is nonsense. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, so 
Uh, let's kind of start over. It says uh, it would be easy to dismiss the whole article as uh, record setting idiocy or editorial catfishing. After all, what editor at a magazine with scientific in his name greenlights an article arguing that the religion that worships a man born between Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, and Iraq is a white supremacist. Right. Right. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I don't believe Jesus was a pale, pasty white dude. I don't. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> and and again, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. But the fact of where she's saying where he came from, it's unlikely he was a pasty white guy. Uh, there's something more nefarious under the uh, brainlessness. However, we shouldn't breeze past it. This headline is just the latest in the left's crusade, not only to brand everything that challenges their world view as racist, but also to grant scientific legitimacy to their race baiting. Mm hmm. This time, however, they're aiming their uh, fire straight at the heart of the scriptures on which Christians base their beliefs, and they aren't trying to hide the reason anymore. So this is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, if they can convince you not only that your Donald Trump voting Christian neighbor is a racist, but that the Bible itself in, uh, is the epitome of white supremacy, they can beat it from the polite society or they can ban it. I'm sorry, from the polite society and ostracize anyone who would defend it. Critical race theory is good. Jesus is bad. Now cough up your hard earned extra tax dollars so we can teach your uh, teach that to your kids. Right. Pretty Absolutely. crazy. Yeah, we're definitely going down a scary path with this one. Uh, yeah. And that's when they cannot get their way. They cannot make their argument everything is racist they know that that is the trigger in this in this country that's right that's what divides people is if you can convince that person over there that i'm a racist they're going to hate me and we're not going to like each other you know and that's that is what they are doing they want the nation divided because if we ever came together right. as one people the government is done yeah, exactly. I in fact, I was talking to uh, Black Spring uh, by Autumn or with Autumn about this the other day. She actually called in and uh, and we were talking about that. The fact that uh, people are just they're at each other's throats simply because of the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want Autumn to come on my show. So there's a pasty white guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And a, a African-American woman. <laughs> actually just getting along right just getting along and talking about what's going on in the world and that's what we need to do we just need to reach out to people we need to stop buying the narrative mm -hmm. we have to make an effort to actually i don't know i i, I think the answer, reach other people the answer is in our children if we watch how they react with each other you know they do not see skin color i want to this is a really funny story that happened on our vacation. So we went to San Diego for our vacation because all the wildfires out here, we couldn't go camping. The original plan was to go camping. That's right. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So we, we traded our fishing poles and, uh, and tents for hotels and communism. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you had a good time though. We I was did. following your Facebook posts. It we, like <laughs> we did. We had a great time out there. Uh, so one of our last nights there, the wife and I and the kids uh, were sitting there in the hot tub uh, and another couple comes in with their kids. Okay. And it's a mixed couple. It's an African-American man and a white, white lady. And they have these beautiful, beautiful children. Right. Yeah. Well, instantly our kids just start playing together. You know, they don't care about color. They could give a crap less about color. Yeah. They notice it. 
I mean, you'd have to be ignorant to sit there and say you can't notice somebody's yeah, skin color. Right. But it was so funny. Um, but that doesn't so, define the person. Exactly. Right? No, it does not define the person. But what was so funny is uh, their little girl, a uh, beautiful little girl, you know, she's uh, African-American, obviously, you know, from mixed family. Right. Mm-hmm. But she leans over to my to my daughter like it's some big secret and goes, my daddy's black. my daughter and we're just all of us are just cracking up the the guy's name was cedric he's just like yep i'm black daddy i'm black daddy we were just cracking up the whole time and my daughter's like yeah i know and then the little girl whispers my mommy's white oh geez okay that's cool let's go back in the big pool now and that was the end of it man it was just it was hilarious and and good times after that that is so funny there was actually a parent that was uh that was talking in front of one of the uh, the school boards, and you know he was talking about uh, critical race theory and how poisonous it is. Mm-hmm. And he's a black guy, and he comes out and he says, "You know, listen, you know, are you going to teach my daughter that white people are just evil?" Right. You know, and he went through the whole spiel, you know, and that she's oppressed, and that the white people are the oppressors and everything. And uh, and then uh, you know, and he was he's a black guy, and then he turns, he goes, so. When my daughter comes home to her white mother, mm-hmm. is she supposed to believe that her white mother is bad? Right. Is that what you're teaching these kids? Yeah. And you know? they don't care uh, about that aspect of it because they don't believe in the traditional family dynamic anyway. They don't. They don't. If they, they can break know. down that traditional family dynamic, lose that support in your life, then they control you that much further. Unbelievable. It's so it's so poisonous. It's so poisonous. But thank God that uh, the red states, the governors are waking up. I mean, Arizona, they have a long list of things that they passed this year that you cannot teach. Right. You know, I should have had it ready, but it's a big, long list of, of things that you cannot teach. But, and if you do, it's a five thousand dollar fine. And uh, there's a good chance that the teacher will be gone. Right. Well, so now there's a national movement. Yeah about trying to protect these teachers who by still want to, to yeah by the teachers unions mm-hmm. a national movement where they're trying to protect these teachers who are going to teach critical race theory even though they're instructed not to now they're changing i, I wish i could remember what they're changing it it's not so it, they have a bunch of d- different names yeah, by new it. names so it's not yeah. critical race theory so as long as they're not using that term it's no longer against the rules for them to do it and they're already they're getting lawyers to back them up on this and they're already collecting that money for legal fees and everything else to fight these states that are saying, no, we don't want this racist teaching in our schools. It's outrageous, man. It is, it is so out. It's and these these uh, these one. And I've talked about this on the show before. We've got to stop worshiping the teachers. Mm-hmm. we got to hold them accountable. And I love the fact that Tucker, I think, oh, man. I'm having all kinds of bodily issues today. <laughs> uh, Tucker came out and then it was, uh, it was, there was a, quite a few other people that came out and supported him, but there, he was like, you know, I think we need to get these same cameras that are on cops right. and put them in the classroom. Yeah. And we need to watch these teachers. We need to see how they're treating your kids. We need to see what they're teaching your kids. And these, these cameras should be, you should be able to just log on and view what's going on in the classroom. Right. Absolutely. And why wouldn't you want to do that? Absolutely. It's there brilliant. are several schools that are just saying, no, you can't, you know, I believe if I wanted to, I should be able to walk into my daughter's or my son's classrooms, sit in the back and just see what's being taught. Yeah. You know, I believe I should have that right to be able to do that. But 
most schools you can't do that now they're going to yeah. go with okay class interruption and all this other stuff okay then put a camera in the damn room that's Let right me be able to log in anytime i want i want to know what you're teaching my child exactly right you should be able to go open up like on the the school open up the classroom you should know where your kid is at all times based on mm -hmm. their, their schedule and if he's in room 211 or she's in room 211 at noon you should be able to click on that and just watch it just be able to watch what's going on in that, that classroom right during during the homeschooling of covid you know kids and parents were getting in trouble because the parents were in the same room during a lesson being taught mm -hmm. that's absolutely ridiculous yeah they're you like know, first of all they're being forced to be at home <laughs> not everybody has you know five rooms where they can go put their child in a room by themselves to go do school but also you should be allowed to just sit there the entire time and know what your child is being taught outrageous yeah now, you, you should, should not be able to interrupt the class if no. you don't like it no and then you, you know, know it should you should just be able to watch and listen right you should be able to listen to what these teachers are teaching at any time because even if you were to go into the classroom um you can't go all the time right right you're not exactly. going to sit there the whole time and, and it could be embarrassing to your kid too yeah right <laughs> you know but uh, if the camera's there then i'm the cool dad my kids wouldn't be embarrassed that's right <laughs> no but yeah i would show up and they'd be like oh my god get this guy out of here because i wouldn't be able to keep my mouth shut right they'd be teaching some you know bs and i would just be like ah that's not accurate right and then they'd kick me out but uh yeah so i i don't know i mean i i believe i think that's a i think it's, it should be done you know if we're gonna if we're gonna watch the cops and every move they make right you know then uh, we should be watching the teachers too, because the teachers, they shouldn't be held to some high, like put up on some pedestal. Like they're these great life saving human beings. They're not right. They're not. I mean, do I appreciate the ones that actually teach the kids and, and they're there because they love to teach and the kids being educated. I'm all for it. Right. Being able to put up with 35 punks all day long. Good for you. Right but don't like you they know, shouldn't be protected they should not be protected and if they're going to go in and they're going to teach their political agenda i've got absolutely. no use for that right absolutely and that's why you know i think the camera and i think conservative just said that they're going to push in alabama going for cameras in the classrooms which is oh, awesome wow. i'd like to love to see that um you know take off nationwide you know I, I i think we had this conversation before i have a little bit different view of teachers you know I, I love teachers. I do put them on a pedestal as far as what they do. Um, they get paid crap for what they do. They put up with way more crap than they should. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is from the other teachers uh, and from the parents limiting their ability to, you know, punish and, you know, all these other things. You can't say, no, 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 you can't do that anymore. I mean, just right. that is now you can't do that. So I do put them, I put teachers on a pedestal. I do not put indoctrinators on a pedestal, if that's, that makes sense. That, and that's what I'm saying. You know, if a teacher is there because she or he wants, that's what they wanted to be their whole life, mm -hmm. and they're passionate about it, and they're passionate about the subject that they teach. You know, I mean, I know some younger grade school teachers, they teach everything. But let's take, for example, a history teacher in, uh, like, high school. Mm -hmm. If that's what he wants to do and he wants to teach history, but if he's going to, if he's going to have the history book here and say, see, uh, Mr. Smith, this is, this is the history book we teach out of. Mm -hmm. And you look through it and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is pretty decent. And then you find out 
that he's his lessons plans have nothing to do with that history book right he's teaching an he's alternate pushed, history he's teaching an alternate history that has that can't be tracked anywhere right that's the problem yeah see I'm, and there's I'm a lot of those scoundrels out with there you on that one yeah. yeah there a lot of them are doing it yeah a lot of them are doing that and we're, we're seeing that just in the in the in this uh critical race theory crap Yes, you know the fact that you know states are saying no we're not going to have this racial indoctrination in our schools and the teachers unions are finding ways around it to where they can say i don't care about your rules i'm going to teach what i want yeah exactly right you know it's <clears throat> unbelievable it is unbelievable and it's very frustrating and that's that's the problem that i have with the public education system and yeah. like i said you know you would never they would never ever permit any type of racism whatsoever from a police officer right absolutely right in fact they they want to defund the entire police departments because of it that's the excuse they use is because of racism mm -hmm. but yet they promote it in the classroom absolutely and what's but, the but difference they're saying it's not it's because everything we do is racist john right everything we do is racist everything <laughs> they do is to fight racism supposedly which is complete crap. And right. if you're not going on their side, it's racist. I mean, let's just take a, you know another. This one I'm flabbergasted by. Now, first of all, I'm kind of on her side mm -hmm. as far as being angry about this. But I want to take up for AOC for a second. Hang oh, on, boy. don't get mad. Don't oh, get boy. mad. Okay. Oh, oh boy. So we heard about <laughs> this uh, the this track star who's getting banned from who's getting suspended from the Olympics because of smoking marijuana. Right. 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 Now. I think that's complete crap. You know, it's it's legal in many states. Um, yeah, but it's it's against the rules of the Olympic Committee. And, and I get that. So I, I, I could kind of see, but I, I'm still because remember, okay, but it's not even in in the United States. The Olympics isn't taking place. In right. The it's, in Japan. It's, I, it's in Japan. I understand that. And I don't know they, where they they're at. Own, they have their own rules and everything else. Right. Uh, Japan's very strict. Well, last time I was there, uh, very strict, by the way. But, you know, we're allowing these transgender men to compete in women's sports. This is okay. I mean, let's say they, they have higher levels of testosterone, which is yeah. basically what a steroid is. It's a just a dose of testosterone, right? right? So they're allowing these transgender men to compete in these women's sports. This is okay. But this one lady, and she had such class when she came out, she goes, no, I did it. You know, it, it's my fault. She wasn't trying to defend herself. Right. You know, but AOC came out talking about how bad this was, that she was suspended. But she turned it into a racial thing. Of course. Instead she did. of just saying, yeah, this is complete crap, which which I agree. I, yeah, I, I understand she broke a rule. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But not kick her, completely kick her out of the Olympics. Marijuana will be out of her system in two weeks before the olympics okay yeah no i know but, I, I know it's a but tough for one for aoc me. to sit there and turn that into a racial issue that just shows you how bad they want to push this racial narrative on anything they possibly can yeah see i think you I, I unfortunately in this situation i think you need to separate the two um the two situations because yeah the one is ridiculous letting men lift weights and pretend they're women mm -hmm. right and that's honestly, that's what that's what it is. They they pretend, right? They're not women. They they're, they're, they're pretending not. Absolutely to be not. women, and to allow them to to you know 
play on the women's team is absolutely insane. Now let's let's just separate that from the woman who's smoking pot and admitting to it because the problem is if we say, well, it's against the rules, but we're we're gonna let you slide, mm-hmm. you gotta do that for everybody. Now you're creating a situation where everybody is going to be breaking this rule or breaking that rule saying, well, this isn't, this isn't, this rule is not as bad as the dude who thinks he's a chick. See, I don't think you need to separate them, John. I mean, basically being a male is a natural form of testosterone enhancement, right? Okay. That is testosterone enhancement. Well, the same as if a female were to go out there and take steroids, taking steroids is against the rules because it gives them that extra dose of testosterone. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. That's what it is. It's protein and testosterone. I agree. But a male competing as a woman who already naturally has that higher level of testosterone. Right. See, I don't believe you can separate them. I don't think they should be separated. I think we should call out dumb rules where they are. No. <laughs> and they are dumb. But what, what, I, what I'm saying is what, what happens if you, if, you, if you compare the two and you say, well, this isn't as bad as that. Then there's all kinds of rules that are in the Olympic rules that people are going to say, well, this isn't as bad as that. I mean, what they need to do is they need to not allow men to pretend to be women. Right. We all agree on that. I don't think there's anybody unless you're a left wing zealot that supports that. Mm -hmm. I think it's insane, but that's not going to change. So do you just say the heck with the rest of the rules because they're not as bad as that? Right. That's that's the problem. It's yeah, a slippery slope. And I get what you're saying. And we're not in the, you know, globally, I guess we're not where I believe we should be with the marijuana issue. You know, I, I tell you, John, I don't do it myself. Right. But I voted to legalize it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I really don't. It was, you know, it was a cash crop when the U.S. was first founded. It was basically done away with because of the paper companies, you know, if you actually read the history on that, the paper companies couldn't compete with the hemp that was coming out. You know, it has medical purposes to it mm-hmm. and it's not a, okay, it's not a performance enhancing mm-hmm. type of drug. Okay. So yeah, I think the Olympics need to catch up with the whole marijuana issue. Now it is still a, it is still a rule. Yeah, I, I will give it that. Olympics are international. Been, yeah. But I don't think it should have been that bad of a suspension to where she's com- completely kicked out of the games. Now, well, maybe she could have been. I think because it was a month long. I think it's a month mandatory month long suspension. And it just happened to be she smoked pot at the, the dumbest time. Right. She was stupid. Yeah. And again, she's come out and she said it was dumb. She shouldn't have done it. You know, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, come on, guys, really give this chick a break. Yeah. You know, but you know, again, going back to my original point on this one is that to turn this into a racial issue. That's the, pr- yeah, it's that's taken it. To everything a is racist now. Yeah. Every single thing anybody does. She's also the racial. one that said global warming is racist. Exactly. Yes. So take that for, you know, with a grain of salt, right. <laughs> anything that AOC says <laughs> is about as dumb. I mean, you can't even like, yeah, it's just, she's so stupid. You can't even predict how, how stupid she's going to be. So, yeah. So that was, uh, let, let me continue this uh, this article, okay? So she's talking about another article that was written by Allison Hooper. She says the author, Allison Hooper, isn't out to provide proof of evolution. 
and by evolution, uh, both that article and this one refer to macro evolution, mm -hmm. whatever that means. Uh, she merely asserts is a, it is a fact. Instead, her quest is to unmask the lie that evolution denial is about religion and recognize that uh, that at its core, it is a form of white supremacy that perpetuates segregation and violence against black bodies. Okay. That's faith. And how many other different religions in the world do not believe in evolution, but yet it's a white supremacy issue. <laughs> right. Okay. I guarantee Muslims don't believe in it. No, is I it wouldn't a, think is so. A, is it a Muslim supremacy issue? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. How many pasty white dudes are Muslims? Right. <laughs> That's why they don't go after them. <laughs> That's why they don't go so after. Just, just the fact that we don't believe in evolution or, you know, and, and again, I, I believe in evolution to an extent. No, I don't believe we came from the one cell amoeba. Okay. I believe God created us. Okay? Right, right, right. But to sit there and call it a white supremacy issue when this religion is practiced by every nation on this earth, regardless of color. Now, exactly. they have they have different views on it. Obviously, unfortunately, they cause too many damn wars, but it is not a white issue. It is not a white supremacy issue. No, it isn't. No. And, and I like how she breaks this down. She says, after lamenting the bookstores don't contain enough to uh, tombs about one dark skinned ancestors who la uh, launched. Geez, I'm having trouble reading launched. Uh, not only human genetics, but also human culture. She lambastes creationists for, quote, loudly insisting uh, that their point of view deserves equal time in the classroom under what she calls the guise of religious freedom. Many people oppose teaching intelligent design and government school science class. That's a debate for another day. But Hooper's opposition cuts deep. She says this is what Hooper said. At the heart of white evangelical creationism is the mythology of an unbroken white lineage that stretches back to a light-skinned Adam and Eve. No, I never... <laughs> I never read that part in Genesis. No, I don't remember that either. I missed that part. Let's see. On the first day, God created God created man, light man, Eve, light skin man. Light, yeah, I'm trying to remember that. that. <laughs> Me, the light skin God, I will create the light skin man and give him a light skinned woman. Uh, in literal interpretations, she goes on to say this in literal interpretations of the Christian Bible, white skin was created in God's image. Hmm. Dark skin has a different, more problematic origin. She says, as the biblical story goes, the curse or mark of Cain for killing his brother was a darkening of his descendant's skin. Historically, many congregations in the United States pointed to the story of Cain as evidence that black skin was created as a punishment. Right. And see, now she's even mixing up her her argument here because originally it was about the scriptures, right? Yeah. They're claiming that the scriptures were the racial uh, issue in Jesus. You know, the scriptures are the first five books of the New Testament, right? Oh, well, the scriptures are all the Bible. No, I don't. You're thinking. So. Of, yeah, you're thinking of. Um, um, not the scriptures. Jeez, what's the word? Uh, yeah, the scriptures are the entire Bible. Anything that's that. Yeah, but you're thinking of the uh, the gospels. The gospel. Okay, you are. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So originally she's talking about Jesus being the white supremacist. We created this guy, and now she's going back into you know the Old Testament about the teachings of Cain and things like that. And yes, you know it's 
she's all over the place. <laughs> so she doesn't like it. And this is where it gets even funnier because it's the Old Testament of the Bible, which most religions are based on, including the Muslim religion. Yeah, of course. You know, the Muslims, the Jews, Christians, most of us believe in and read the Old Testament of the Bible. It's after that who the who the prophet was, who God's son was, and all that. That's when everything starts getting foggy, right? Well, even so Muslims saying, believe in Jesus, but they believe he was a prophet. They right. Don't they don't was, believe he yeah. was God's son. Right? right. So, you know, now she's going back. The piece of the book that most of the world believes in is still a white supremacist issue. Right. <laughs> Renee, you, uh, someone mentioned uh, the, the Mormons, and that's actually what they talk about next, because that's true. That's true. Uh, oh, excuse me, man. What the heck? I'm having issues. Uh, she says that is patently false. What this what this woman just said, she said, while Joseph Smith and Brigham Young fabricated the Cain narrative, among other uh, heretical or heretical myths for the Mormon church, the idea of black skin being a punishment is not in any way biblical. And it is certainly isn't at the heart of white evangelical creationism. Right. Just not uh, to be uh, to be truthful. Um, the uh, Mormon church did teach that uh, people that were born black were born black as a punishment. Right. Because they believe that these they believe everybody existed in heaven prior to being born. Yeah, so okay, I, so, I dove that much into the Mormon. I, yeah, so I, I, I know they they believe in the 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 golden tablets and the golden sword that were supposedly yeah. just just dug in the ground. And I'm not making fun of you. Well, maybe I'm making fun of you a little bit, but that's what you want to believe. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm but, sure you make fun of me sometimes too. So <laughs> yeah, they believe that we we were all in heaven before we came to earth. Okay, okay, and then when you know we were were born and whatever we're given a body or whatever, uh, but they believe that up until the mid seventies that if you were black, you were being punished by God for whatever you did in heaven. Right. Maybe you, you were eating too many cookies or right. something before dinner. I don't and know. One factual statement they could make is that yes, ignorant people throughout history have interpreted the Bibles in malice ways. Right. To support their narrative. Okay. Now that's a fact. It, it, it happened. Of okay. course, but the Jim Bible Jones was, did it. Yeah. David Koresh did it. Joseph Smith did it. A lot of people did it. Right. Yeah. So it, it has happened, but it is not what the Bible is about. No, exactly. It is no. not what the creation of the Bible is. If you actually read the scripture itself mm -hmm. and you don't rely on some other person to tell you what it says, mm -hmm. you just go read it yourself. You'll know that everything that this woman is saying is an outright lie. So this lady says, the author of the article goes on to say, she says, that isn't biblical. Hooper is referring here to Genesis 4.15, following the murder of Abel. The passage says, this is what the Bible says, and the Lord put a mark on Cain. No reading of the Hebrew words translated as mark implies dark skin. It's a mark. Mm -hmm. As Hooper insists, right? She's saying, oh, you know, Cain was, was turned black. Not true. Yep. Not true. That's your own insanity. That's not what the Bible says. In fact, the mark placed on Cain isn't even part of this, his punishment. It's a result of Cain crying out that his punishment of being a fugitive and a wanderer is more than he can bear and will lead to his own murder. This is interesting. So this is this is a very strong point here. The mark God places on Cain is actually an act of mercy and grace. 
if you look at the story, Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground and from your from your face, I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest anyone who found him should attack him. In other words... So he was marked to protect him, not as a punishment. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> God said, you kill Cain, you're going to, you're going to, uh, my vengeance will come on you sevenfold. Right. Like you don't want to kill Cain. And this is the guy I've marked him. So don't mess with, don't him. touch him. Right. right. So yeah, every, every point she tries to bring up to make this some white supremacist crap is, is completely debunked, completely false. Right. However, her liberal followers are going to push this like it is the Bible. Absolutely, because they don't read the Bible. Absolutely, no. They don't read it. So they they just assume they believe what this lady's going to tell them to believe. Now, anyway, if you're listening to Good Talk Radio, the simulcast, uh, we're going to end the program. If you want to hear the rest of the, the program, you can jump over to our uh our uh, YouTube channel, or you can check us out on saywhatyouwillradio.com. But thanks for listening to Good Talk Radio. All right. So she goes on to say, Orthodox Christianity and thus literal interpretations of the Christian Bible, that's what Orthodox Christianity is, Mm -hmm. do not teach that white skin was created in God's image. Hooper's claim to the contrary is either glaring intellectual dishonesty or plain ignorance. The Bible teaches and Christians believe that man, as in mankind or humanity, people, was created in God's image. Among many other biblical teachings, this one about human beings being made in the image of God or image or imago Dei, whatever that is, that's, you know, is one of the most powerful Christian condemnations of racism. While evolutionists such as Hooper say the Bible is rife with racism, they elevate an uh, an origin theory that uh, possesses. I don't know what that one. I'm I'm like all over the place. That black African descendants as little more than animal animals and brutal oppression of the weak as the only way to advance and thrive dehumanization and oppression sound an awful lot like racism nonetheless hooper suggests christians believe the bible narrative is made up of all white and all white cast and the scripture is thus a source of racism has this chick ever been in the south to a southern baptist church (laughs) i'm just wondering (laughs) probably not (laughs) probably i don't think she's ever stepped foot in church you know, she's probably one of these people that says, if I go to church, you know, the walls will collapse and the ceiling will collapse. And, and I'm, I always like to tell those people, you're not that important. Right. <laughs> you're not that important. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but, you know, nothing's going to happen. Uh, the fantasy of continuous line of white descendants segregates white heritage from black bodies, she says. In the real world, this myth- mythology translates into lethal effects on people who are black. Fundamentalist interpretations of the Bible are part of the fake news epidemic that feeds the uh, racial divide in this country. Pretty much true there. No, the liberals push the racial divide in this country. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, a, that's a, as flat, honest as you can get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they do. They want 
the left. I don't know. And I, this is proof. This is this exactly is, this proof. is proof. This is exactly proof because you're. Uh, come on, come on. I I go to church every Sunday, and there are people there. I have Native Americans in my church. I've got African Americans in my church. I've got myself, the you know the the Irish kid in church. There's old people, there's young people, there's middle-aged people, there's poor people, there's wealthy people. And when we're in church, we're just there to to serve a God. Right. That's it. Right. We don't focus on the differences. Absolutely. That goes exactly against what the Bible teaches us. Uh, let's see. Evolution has fueled racism, she goes on to say. Of course, woke evolutionists are desperate to flip the racism argument on Christians because it diverts attention away from the racist genesis of the Darwinian theories they espouse. The complete title of Char- uh, Charles Darwin's seminal book was, quote, On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation uh, Preservation. Jeez. Preservation of favored races in a struggle for life. I'm struggling for life here. (laughs) In his book, The Descent of Man, Darwin recorded, quote, the Western nations of Europe so uh, immersively surpass their former savage progenerators. Genitor. I I can't. Tom, I I might have to have you read this. (laughs) You think I can read right now? (laughs) Genitors. <laughs> stand at the summit of civilization and said the civilized races of man will almost certainly exterminate and replace the savage races through the world. This is Darwin. Right. Do you hear right. what he just said? Yeah. And he's talking about Africa, right? Yeah. The civilized <laughs> races of man will almost certainly exterminate and replace the savage races through the world. In other words, Darwin's white supremacy was underpinned by his evolutionary theory, the same theory Hooper champions. Right. So, you know, by the way, Adolf Hitler was a big Darwin guy. Mm-hmm. Hated, hated religion. Yep. Loved evolution. And he wanted to create that superior race. Of he wanted he evolution did. to continue and he wanted to control evolution and what he thought the superior race was. One of the first things that he did when when he started to gain power was eliminate religion. Mm-hmm. He eliminated it. And in fact, he blamed all the problems on the Jews. We right. know this. This is obvious stuff. This is stuff. So the left, I love to point out when the left always says that we're the fascists. Right. The conservatives, the Christians well, are the so fascists. It's so easy to just throw that word out there. And again, that it's just that trigger word. You hear that fascist, racist, automatically. It just puts that image of somebody you should be hating. And they can just right. throw that on anybody they want to for any reason whatsoever. And if it comes out of the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. that, then that other person must be racist. They, they, they must be a fascist. Exactly. And they don't even know what it means. Right. And if you're... If you did your homework, it doesn't take a lot of work, but if you did your homework and you noticed and you looked at what Stalin stood for and you looked at what Hitler stood for and all of these people, none of them were white evangelical Christians. Right. None of them were. Yeah. None of them followed the scripture as it was written. Every one of them wanted to eliminate God Mm -hmm. because they want to become God. Right. Right. Yeah. And how does how does the left fall for this stuff? I don't get it. 
I don't get it. Because they believe that they are so enlightened to as to not believe in, you know, scripture or thing, uh, things like that. They, they, they are the so enlightened ones that anybody who disagrees with them, they have to be the racist or they have to be the fascist because that we don't agree with them. Yeah, exactly. But that's you got to look a little deeper than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Darwin's white supremacist musings weren't confined to the page. As Phil Moore noted, Darwin's evolutionary theory influenced racism and genocide all over the world. In America, it was used to justify the killing of Native Americans. In Germany, the Holocaust. In the Soviet Union, the murder of non-Russian people. The Serbs used it to rationalize the genocide against the Kosovans and the Croatians. It's all an excuse, right? We're the superior race. According to Darwin, that's us. Mm -hmm. We're going to kill everybody else. Yeah. And that's what, and let's be honest, let's talk like grownups. That's what socialism is. That's what it is. That, that's what it's going into. Yeah. They're, they're feeding it slowly, but surely calling everybody else, the fascist, the racist, but in order for you to have that utopian society where everybody is equal, everybody's, you know, got the same things. You have to create the same person. Yeah. Everybody who thinks alike, acts alike. It's, the only way to do that is to have that one race that they want. And it's the only way they can do it is force it on you. Right. Right. Now, who is who today is forcing us to believe certain things and if you don't believe it maybe re-education camp is for you who's saying this stuff right it's all the liberals all the liberals <laughs> it's all the democratic party aoc literally came out and said that very thing that trump voters need to be re-educated right and it's being shown in facebook and twitter you know by silencing the conservative voices oh they don't agree with us we can't have that out there we can't have that truth be out there it goes against the narrative that we want you to believe. Yeah, exactly. Cyber Tosin, that's a good uh, scripture. He says, Jude 1, verse 10, but these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, thanks for sharing that, by the way. And uh, so just as there's no way to get around the horrors that evolutionary ideas have prompted, there's no way to get ground uh, the actual anti-racist message inherent in the biblical message from salvation being for both Jews and Gentiles, right? Didn't Jesus teach us first the Jews, then the Gentiles? It's all through the new script. It's all through the, the, uh, the new Testament, right? To the parable of the good Samaritan. Whoops. Everybody hated the <laughs> Samaritan in, in Israel. They didn't like the Samaritans. Right. In fact, if they had to walk north, I think, to Judea, I think they actually walked around Samaria because right. they didn't. They hated the Samarians so much they they wouldn't walk straight there. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So uh, Jesus said, "No, you're going to love the Samaritans." In fact, when he took his his uh, disciples into Samaria, they didn't know what to do. They're like, "What, what is he doing?" Right, because they were raised not they were raised to not like other people. Right. Jesus is like, eh, we're gonna end all that. And that's when he met the woman at the well, right? In Samaria. Uh, from Gentile woman such as Tamar, Ruth, Rahab. Rahab was actually a uh, a woman of the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, she's she's actually in the lineage of Jesus. 
uh, and Bethesda, weaving through the ancestry of Christ to his command to preach the gospel to all nations. Jesus told us to preach the gospel. Wait, wait, he didn't say to only the white nations? No, he didn't say that. He didn't say only the white nations. No, he didn't say, okay. you know, uh, go to, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, Ireland. <laughs> go to Germany. Go to Ireland, go to Germany. <laughs> only. Scotland, you know. Yeah. There. Don't go to Spain because they're a little brown over there. Right. Don't go there. <laughs> certainly don't go to Africa. Uh, the thrust to uh, the thrust of reformed belief is that sin damns, Jesus saves, and people can be justified by faith alone. There are no ethnic or racial advantages or disadvantages. Right. Shocker. How about that? Yep. In fact, it was the Romans actually. Uh, you know, with the, uh, you know, the, uh, they were told by the Jews, but the Romans killed Jesus. I imagine the Romans were probably white. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you have, if you've ever been to North, Northern Italy, a lot of whitey whites run around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she says, after this, I looked and behold a great multitude Oh, this is the scripture, I think, multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, the apostle uh, John wrote, of heaven, as recorded in Revelation. I was going to ask, that's Revelation, right? Yep. Yep. Capturing the diversity of God's kingdom. So there you go. So... If all you got to do is just open the Bible and I'm not, I'm not preaching. I'm not saying, listen, you know, I'm not making this about, uh, you know, a sermon, a a sermon. Yeah. I'm not exactly. I'm not making this a sermon. What I'm saying is the people that are attacking Christianity and Christians are doing so because they're they're, They want to usher in socialism, right? That's it. Yeah. And they see the Christian today in America is the, is the Jew of the thirties mm-hmm. and it's coming. The evangelical Christian is going to get, we're going to get persecuted more and more and more. And the more it becomes, uh, you know, in the classrooms and it just becomes accepted in general, in, in general society, the easier it is for them to turn them against us. Right. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the, the, the indoctrination issue, you know, the more it's beat into you, the more you're going to believe it. Yeah. So, you know, it's up to us as, uh, you know, parents, uncles, um, brothers, sisters to help fight that, you know, stand strong with your Christian beliefs. Right. You know, and I I will admit, you know, I I do consider myself a Christian. Mm -hmm. We haven't been to church. I can't remember the last time I was honestly in church. Mm -hmm. I haven't read my Bible in a very long time, Mm. but my children still know who Jesus is. Yeah, good. You know, they they understand that color has nothing to do with a person's self-worth or their their worth. You know, they they understand the concepts. Uh fortunately they do have grandparents that take them to church all the time. You know, so they yeah, still get fair. that. But I but I do get to reinforce that in them. You know, my wife and I both do. You know, um so it is up to us to fight that school indoctrination and ask your kids what they're learning in school from time to time. You know, yeah, exactly. have you, have you heard this? Have you heard people saying that? Um, are you being told you can't say this? You know, what happens if you, what happens if uh, a teacher overhears you saying, you know, I love Jesus, 
you know, are you going to get scolded for that? Or do they, do they let that go? Because that's your right to say that. Yeah. You know, you, you have to be involved. You have to push back on this indoctrination um, because schools are there to educate your children in facts, reading, writing, arithmetic, things like that. Exactly. It is us as the parents job to give, to instill the morals that we want them to have. It is not right. the teacher's job. No, it's not their job to teach my kid about life. Right. Or sexuality. Oh or my sexuality. God, that one pisses me off to no end. Yeah. In fact, there's a new, you know, you, we've all heard of critical race theory. There's actually gender theory that's being taught to our kids. Yeah. Gender theory. And it's, it's nuttier than critical race theory. Right. It's their goal is to twist the minds of Ain't, all these young kids. Angry thinks I need the Bible. You're probably right. Angry. <laughs> Please open the Bible. There you go, man. That's awesome. Thanks for calling them out, angry conservative. Appreciate that. At least I didn't have to do it. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, no, I it's it's a pretty scary society that we're living in. And the reason I talk about this type of stuff is not because I don't have any young kids in in my family. Okay. My kids are grown. They're out of school. You know, my daughter's almost done with college. She's not getting pushed critical race theory that much she is to an extent because right. she's in uh, architecture school i'm sure in the college atmosphere she is exposed to it quite a bit but she's smart enough to stay away from that at this point she she doesn't have to sit there and yeah she understands when she's being uh indoctrinated she does she does and they, and they do they do indoctrinate her even in in her classes you know like let's uh take a phone call here Jen, are you? Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hi, John. Hi, Tom. I have one really quick question for you guys. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Jen. A question for the audience and our society. All right. Everything that you've been, you know, bringing up and that we're talking about, critical race theory, our children. You know, John, you and I, our children are grown. We don't have to deal with this right now so much. My question is. What I mentioned before, parents need to pull their kids out of public schools. But because two-income families, what they've become accustomed to, I understand it's difficult. Right. <clears throat> but let's think about that. Well, you know, if Jen, that's... Parents, a if parents are so very concerned and truly want their children, conservatives maybe, to even to be uh, raised in an environment that is teaching them properly and that they aren't being exposed to these things that's happening now in our world. Is it so wrong to say, you know what, uh, let's go back to basics. We don't need to have a two-income job. We don't need to have three cars. We don't need to have this. We don't need to have that. Let's make some adjustments. Let's make some sacrifices. Because if it is truly important that we are teaching our children and we want to continue to teach our children to be better, the next generation, this isn't even our children anymore. Mm, right. This is the generation behind us. Okay. Well, let me ask this uh, question, Jen. Uh, so let's say we do that. Let's say we pull our, all of our kids out of school and we try to teach them from home, uh, which maybe that'll be a silver lining of COVID. Maybe more people are realizing that they can teach from home. You know, who knows what's going to happen there? 
but then aren't we retreating from the fight to keep our conservative values in the mainstream? If we just pull all of our kids out and we're only teaching them our conservative values at the house, are we not turning over the public education system over to the liberal minded? I think that's a very good point, Tom. And I respect you saying that and asking that question. However, I do think personally, I think we have lost the fight in the public school system years ago. I'm not done fighting yet, but I see, I can see where you say that. <laughs> I, and you know what I'm saying? I, and I, and I appreciate you and I, and I want you and every other parent to keep fighting. I think that, you know, I, it, you guys might, you know, understand that you, you saw news articles of a lawsuit, transgender issue. Guess where that, guess where that came from? That was my kid's high school. Really? That was three years ago when that lawsuit came a national news story that happened from our school district. Here's here's some of the problems with um, with with not fighting in the public schools. Um, a lot of areas, especially like the rural areas, they don't have options. Maybe uh, like here in Mesa, mm-hmm. in the in the surrounding areas, you know, you've got the charter schools, you've got the the you, you got school choice. I can take my kid to Mesa school. I can take my kid to Gilbert schools. I can take my kid anywhere I want to, as long as I can get them there. Right. The schools are pretty much open right. as long as you can, as long as their grades are decent, but I can take them to a, a bunch of different charter schools. I can take them to private schools. I've got a lot of options, but mm. if you go out into Iowa in the middle of Iowa, right. Right. They may right. only have one school and that's it. Right. They don't have the charter schools. They don't have the Catholic schools. They don't, they have got one public school and that's where you send your kids but and if we retreat from that school and let it go to the liberals and every child that goes to that school and again you know not every parent's going to be able to 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 be able to teach from home right because there's a lot of single parents and and there's single parents not every we're we're literally 30 miles outside of philly just like monroeville was outside of you know pittsburgh and we're extremely royal we only have one charter school and uh, we literally are a half a mile from where a charter school bus will pick my kids up. So I would have to drive them a half hour to that charter school every single day. And it, again, Tom, I, I, you're exactly right. Not every parent is able to do that. Mm-hmm. So this is, as you said, John, this is a conundrum. Right. This is beyond conundrum. This uh- is where do we stop? You know, I mean, yet that yet you're still a parent, and you have to say, "What do I need to do?" Right, that's best for my kid. We got to go to school and, board meetings and fight like hell. Yeah, Avery and, brings up a great point there. Um, we talked about this. The, I believe the last show I was on is getting involved in those school board meetings. You yes. know, a lot of people don't understand these are elected officials. They're 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 not appointed here. Um, they're not protected. They are, they are political. Uh, they are elected politicians. Right. So absolutely right. We need to go to these school board meetings. We need to let them know, um, speak our mind there. But I also don't believe that pulling every child, every conservative child out of the 
out of the district or out of school is the right thing either because then they're yeah. only getting that one well, mindset. Well, let's look at that scenario. Could it send a message? Someone had asked the question, what if we all stop paying our taxes? Well, we can't really do that because then we get fined. <laughs> or go to jail. What, what if, what if um, you know, like our school just spent millions of dollars enlarging because we have so many kids coming into this area. Well, guess what? Well, okay, we're going to pull our kids from your public school district. And now you've got a really big bill mm-hmm. and you got no kids that are filling these classes that you built. Yeah, no, I, I, what, I, what is that a message? I think Tom is right. I think, I don't think you back down. I think parents, even if you don't have kids, because one of these days, maybe your kids will have kids and your grandkids are going to be in these God forsaken schools, mm-hmm. you know? So you got to kind of think about what's better. Sometimes you got to think about what's better for the masses and not, be so concerned about what's best for you because maybe pulling your kid out of school would be the best thing for you to do. You know, in fact, Tyke, you know, that uh, my Monday, uh, my Monday evening co-host Tyke, man, they're homeschooling nine kids Wow! because they don't want their kids exposed to the crap that goes on in public schools. And I get it, but, and and that's, what's right for their family. And and I support that. You understand what I'm saying though? If people really, this is a this is a different viewpoint that I'm just asking you mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, and I'm definitely if not saying that you are conservatives say we are going to pull our kids and you guys are gonna have ten kids or twenty kids fifteen kids in your classroom and you can't even fill half of your classroom, guess what? You need to make changes. Yeah. Isn't that just as much of a point and to say it you could be if we could pull that many kids out. The yeah. problem is I don't know that we could pull that many kids out. I believe that, you know, the, the day of the single income family, you know, we lost that a long time ago. You know, I, I believe back in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s is when we really lost that ability to be a single income family. Unless you unless that one single person is in the, you know, mid to high six digit salary. Yes, both parents need to be able to work just to be able to buy that food. You know, I, I make a decent but salary Tom, in know, my industry. And I, I'm not sitting in, a, in a, a very rural area where I can say, and I can look all around me and say, you know what? Every single one of my neighbors can go down to a single income and they can, they can start making adjustments. They can start making sacrifices. We are a society that is so heaped up with the Joneses. How many children, I'm not saying you or even uh, Tyke, but how many children, you know, I mean, we would not let our children have a cell phone until they were 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And every single one of their friends had cell phones. Well, that's true, Jen. But on birthday parties, they missed out on everything. That's a hypothetical. That's, yeah, would that be the best if parents were to go down to it and maybe make all these, you know, um, concessions and things so they can live off a single salary? Maybe, but is that. Is that really going to happen? Right. And think of how many I people mean, live in, well, you know, what I'm saying is, we is still have a lot of people living in these cities, too, where the cost of living is so much higher. Say, hey, we need to get back to their bones. And what's really important in our family unit yeah. is. 
And I agree. And I, again, I think that is, that's, that's a very optimistic, wonderful idea, but is it realistic, feasible? feasible? I don't think so. But what we can do is we can go down and we can cause a ruckus down at the school board meetings. Mm -hmm. We can go to the city councils and we can cause a little mayhem down there. And I'm talking not, I'm talking all legally. I'm not by any means, you know, support anything that would be against the law, but we have our first amendment rights to go down and our voices to be heard because these are public government entities. Mm -hmm. And we have, didn't you even say John yourself that in your interview with the, uh, the the wonderful amazing show you did with uh the, this young woman who's running for governor Carrie Lake Carrie Lake yeah oh my god what an incredible show I'm sorry <laughs> I missed that live but um you even said yourself that um if I'm not mistaken your own public school board where people are allowed to show up publicly are being shut down. Well, they're trying to shut down and they're saying, you know what? We're not going to have this anymore. We're going to do this on a zoom meeting and these people can shut you all down. Well, that's exactly, exactly but that's what's going to happen. That's what the government is trying. That's what the left is pitching. That's what these liberals, because they don't want people to show up. They don't want people uh, using exercising their First Amendment right. But I don't think the people are going to allow that. that, Not today. We have momentum. Right. And let me make a very, very important point to that as well. So if you notice during that interview with Carrie Lake, he brought this point up to Miss Lake. And Miss Lake had no idea that this was going on. Right. Right. She was disgusted. She was disgusted by it. And she is running for governor. So this is why we have to keep contacting our politicians. Right. They some of them don't realize what's going on. It's not because they've got blinders on. Uh, maybe they're focusing somewhere else. But the more conversations we have with our politicians so that we can educate them as well as to what's going on. They may not have children in the school system. You know, so they don't know what's going on. As we open that dialogue with them, we are helping to educate these politicians as well. I think Miss Lake, you know, she was disgusted by that. And if she becomes governor, I think that's going to stick in her mind. John, I think you made a really good thing. But I think that if she does, and I hope to God she does, and I'm going to keep praying for her. And, uh, but I think that when these people who really, really want to make especially conservatives, want to make these changes that they know is so important. When they do get into the political life, they are lambasted. And they cannot do the things that they want to do because they are completely shut off and uh, blocked by the left. Right. And this is why we also have to keep talking about, you know, how poorly the... uh uh, the Democratic Party is doing. You know, we have a new election coming up here That's soon right. where we can flip the House. We can flip the Senate. We can bring it back around. So the more conversations we have, yes, I completely understand, you know, the, the political divide here. I mean, any issue that comes up, you can base you basically know before the vote what the vote divide is going to be. It's going to be right down the middle, Democrat versus Republican. So it's up to us to get those Republicans in the spot to where they can start making those conservative decisions again for us. Yeah. And we got to, we've got to take our focus, not 
completely off national politics, but we've got to move our focus to the local politics. Right. We've got right. it from the from the school board all the way up. I mean, when Biden took Arizona, I was in complete and utter shock. I don't think he did. I can we say that, John? I would say <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, obviously there's a big question there. We've got a huge audit going on now, too. But a lot of our bigger cities, like Tucson, is a huge, huge Democratic city. You know, it's one of our major cities here in Arizona. It's a huge Democratic city. Right. You know, and people don't look at the policies of these Democrats. They just know, oh, I'm a Democrat in this city. But they have no idea what Democrats do because they don't study the local politics. Um, Jennifer, know. there's big news out of Pennsylvania. Big news today that the Senate has decided to move forward with with a uh, with an audit, and they're going to awesome. audit the entire state. I think is what uh, Pennsylvania said. I, I knew they were talking about it, but did they finally make that decision to move? I, forward? Yeah, they made That's that out, announcement. Yeah, today it's going to be a forensic I audit. I keep up on some kind of news day because I knew that I had some time tonight to to, to be here on the show, and you know I don't have cable anymore because I you know quit giving money to the man. But I, you know, I'm trying to keep up on like past you know, topics, and I did not see that. Yeah. Uh, but I just have to tell you, John. You know, let me tell you something about the local government. I have a dear, dear neighbor, two houses down from me, another farm owner, and uh, they have a they're 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 very very well off, and she was running for a school board. Older, elderly, older woman. I won't say Albert. And she was determined. She wanted to see a change. Mm -hmm. Christian, albeit Catholic, God love her. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> um, devout, devout as I have ever seen anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ran. And she ran. And she ran. And even as well off as they are, I said, Tony, what happened? She said, I can't even compete. Mm. Well, no, because the funding I is coming in from other states yeah. for the Democratic we, Party. We, we don't have the money yeah. that these these other people do. Well, here's what Democrats. here's what uh, Jennifer, do you have a Twitter account? I actually just updated a Twitter account today. Well, OK, yeah. here's what what you got to do is find out who your school board is. And follow their Twitter, follow all the individual Twitter, you know, accounts for the people that are on the school board, follow all your local politicians, follow all your local news stations, radio stations, forget the national BS, right? Forget all that crap, follow on Twitter, all your local people and just call them out and, and, and look into them. I, there's a guy that I want to, I want him to call into this show so bad because he's digging up dirt on all the local, the media, mm. uh, um, <clears throat> Bron, Brom Resnick is one of the guys. Okay. okay. And all these left wingers who claim to be down the middle, you know, these, these, uh, you know, uh, journalists, but they're not because they're giving money. They, I think he, he and his family gave, he and his wife gave like $1,200 to the Democrats this past election and $200 to the Republicans. Okay. Okay. That's pretty one-sided. That's pretty yeah. so and he this guy is phenomenal and he's calling all these people out but that's what we got to do twitter is an amazing tool because you can see what these people are doing and what they stand for 
Right. And then you take, if it's something, you know, outrageous, you can take screenshots and then you can hold that against people. So when you go down to your school board, you know what each one of them stand for. And you can look them right in the eye and say, you tweeted this, you, you know, you can use yeah. their words against them and that's, we got to fight dirty and that's what and, we got to do. You know, another thing I think is important to bring up here is number one with the school boards, you do not have to have a child in school to go to a school board meeting. No, you don't. You it, pay taxes. Again, it, it, is, it is public. Okay? That's right. You, and a lot of people think you, if say, you don't have children in there, you can go. That when you don't have a child anymore, like you do, and I'm going to be, completely and 100 percent honest and authentic now that my kids are out i don't give up please right. and now Leap. that's fine but yet you want us and to pull our kids and I out think that, that is where a lot of that's where our communities fall short and i'm right. one of them well when yeah we it, have our children it, that are not let's face it that's human nature once it no longer Right. Once it no longer right. directly affects us, that's human nature to just kind of uh, get a blase attitude about it, kind of pull yourself back from it. But if you really think right. about it, even though your children are out, it still affects you. Those children in your communities are the future of this nation. Now, real quick, I want to go in, you know, when we come back uh, around to voting again, I think too many people, you know, when we vote for politicians and stuff like that, there's always new propositions that come up on the ballots, too. I hate you propositions. Know, you know, I hate them. You have got to read the propositions and not just the name of a proposition. You right. have to know what exactly. is in that. They put these fancy little labels on everything. Of like course. This one that just it, it just passed the For the People Act. Yeah. Who could vote against a bill called For the People? Who could vote until you actually read into it? And it's just it just astounds me that people just want to listen to their TV. We have a, a senator here, uh, Mark Kelly. He complete. He was. Com he had the highest funding campaign ever from out-of-state donors. Yeah, he broke Facebook. records. Yeah, right. He broke records, but yet he's going on TV commercials saying he's voting for this for the People Act that will block outside donors. I'm like, okay, if you did that, you would not have won your election. Yeah, he's full of it. He's full of it. And yeah, and the propositions, by the way, I want to pass a proposition that ends all propositions. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a bunch and, you of know, crap. You guys make a really, really good point because all of social media and what we see during election time, primary and all of the other, it's all go out and vote. Yeah. But no one is saying, you know what? Look at the propositions. Look mm -hmm. at what these people are standing for. Look at what, what, what are these bills? What are these, you know, ever look at all of those things. Yeah, it's nonsense. And that is where I think the ball's getting dropped. Yep. They, they, a it's proposition. All about just go out and vote, and they vote, oh, well, I'm just going to go out and vote how I was raised. Right. Or how I, you know, how I was, you know, out here they had, or what I think right now, or how I'm influenced by social media. They had Proposition 208 here. Yes, I remember that one. That one confused the hell out of me. Well, of course. <laughs> because it was like, if you voted yes, it was for the opposite of what you wanted. Or if you voted Yeah, it no, was supposed to raise money for schools and all that type of crap. And right. they said that it was only going to impact, wasn't going to impact businesses whatsoever. It was only going to impact the wealthy people in Arizona. But when you're a wealthy person and you own a... Uh, you know, a, a business 
it could be just in your name. It could right. be a sole proprietorship. Right. And it was impacting these people by a term. It, it increased their taxes by 77%. Right. And when you increase their taxes, they increase their prices, which then goes back to you. Or they go out of business. Or they or, go out of business because they can't, they can't sustain it. Yeah. I mean, there's a big donut shop here that almost went out of business because of that. Bosa Donuts mm -hmm. is a sole proprietorship. Even though they have multiple locations, it's one guy that owns it. And his taxes were going to go up 77% because of Prop 208. And then the, the liberals much. that passed this crap said, well, that's not possible because it's it's uh, businesses are protected. No, if it was a, uh, you know, a um, LLC, not even an LLC, the uh, a corporation, it yes, had sir. to be a corporation or an S corp in order to not be impacted by this tax rate. It impacted businesses, especially the smaller businesses. Right by a tremendous amount of people. And Bosa Donuts was like, look, we're either going to go out of business or you're going to end up paying $25 for a dozen donuts. Right. <laughs> what do you want to do? Because it's just nonsense. Anyway, hey, Jen, we're going to uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks for calling in. It was a pleasure, Jen. Absolutely. No, I thank you guys. I really wanted to pose that question to you, and I and I really want to throw it out because I didn't hear it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and praying. Yeah, the girl wins this governor. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. she's uh, she's and, got a huge uh, following already. I mean, she's right. got she's gaining momentum too, big time. And fast. As of now, now I'm so as of now, she has my vote. Mm -hmm. But this early on in the game, I'm not going to put my stamp. I'll say, yep, that's it. You know, yeah. oh, <laughs> which so many people do. You know, yeah. it's but she's the only Trump Republican. Um, you got salmon, I think Matt Salmon or whatever. No, no, it's just like I good lord. I opened up my computer just like <laughs> anyway. Had to cut her off. She was talking, uh having a side conversation. Guys, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh I thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being in the show. Angry conservative, thanks for being here. Boats and hoes. I know you had to take off, uh, but thanks for being in the show. Jennifer, as always, thanks for being here. Uh Todd Baker was in the room. I hope Todd's doing well. That's cool that he was here. Um, Cyber Tosin, thanks for being in the room. And uh, Roger, Roger W. was in the room. Thanks for being here. And uh, if I missed you, uh, Miss Lady was here. Celine, oh, Celine was here. Celine, Celine is one of those people that is a, a future um, conservative. Well, she's a conservative, but she's, I think she's 21. Nice. So she's, it gives us hope for the future right let's put it that way because she's a she's a good christian a good conservative person so celine good. thanks for being here uh i know uh autumn was in the room earlier uh black spring with autumn was here but uh if i missed you it's it's uh it's not intentional but anyway we'll be back uh monday night and uh you guys have a great weekend if there's uh you know if there's any big breaking news stories mustang mangler Oh, he was in the room. He was listening to a lot of work. Thanks for being here, Mustang. Appreciate it. But if there's any big breaking stories, uh, I'll come on live. But uh, if not, I will see you Monday night. All right. Thanks for being here, Tom. Oh, absolutely. Always a pleasure. All right. Be nice to one another. Take care of each other and God bless. <laughs>